1: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Cody Rhodes and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. What's up, guys? Welcome in to another episode of Football and Random Things. I'm Connor Ferguson here with Jeff Woody and Colin Newell uh, on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network, uh, fueled by Cody Road. Uh, real quick before we get started, big shout out to uh, wiffles Hybrid, they are presenting sponsors, um, and of course we're here at the Wild Rose Casino Studio. Um, and I spilt this nos earlier, and I kind of want to sponsor the puddle. Which, <laughs> <laughs> Is there a puddle I sponsor? Think we could, yeah. You yeah, get a puddle sponsor, absolutely. Hi man you and i week finally like game week because every this has been the worst off season of all time to take chris's take but it's just there's nothing new to talk about and yesterday we were arguing about uh mobile um apple wallets is what it's called and then fonts on the bridge so we're back to normal now arguing about things that don't matter
1: uh well yeah psa as again you can't screen for those that didn't hear chris's thing you can't oh, yeah. screenshot your tickets anymore so if you're going into jack trice download it to your apple wallet or if you have an android device is it google wall or whatever yeah like, down, download it offline if you're not sure how to do that talk to one of your tech savvy friends kids cousins whatever so you can actually get it offline because or go- google it or too. google that,
0: that can help you very much and just try to follow it perfectly step by step but yes you cannot screenshot it
1: so, also that being said, there will be probably a good contingent of people that still try and do that are going to yep. have to then download it afterwards. They're going to get pulled off the side, so the lines getting in for this first game might take longer than normal. So, if you normally leave like ten minutes before kickoff to get to your seats, maybe make that twenty minutes before kickoff to get to your seats because I think the, the admission line is going to take a little bit longer than normally does. So, PSA: download your stuff
0: before we get in the phone. Fo- this is my like most old person take yet. Just go back to paper. It worked. I mean, it was easy. It worked. No enable, enable, yeah. enable it. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, yeah, it's just weird. Paper man. tickets are easy. Or Yeah, have them special order. That's a good idea. There you go. You know, yeah. I want my tickets paper tickets paper. Are, Yeah, that's exactly. Exactly. that should be an easy thing to do. And I, think. It's, I know people that like kept tickets from like every sporting event they went to. And my friend was so mad that they got rid of paper tickets here. Yeah, write the score on it. Big he, wins. I, Oklahoma he, State. He just had. Yeah, he has his Oklahoma State ticket. He had a NASCAR race. I took him to it was just insane that. He got, he was yelling about it around the fraternity for like a week. <laughs> so, oh, but yeah, it's uh, it's Northern Iowa week. Um, you guys both played uh, a few games against Northern Iowa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as fans, we I think everyone kind of looks at this game and goes, oh man, it's going to be a pesky I game. What the heck is going to happen in this one? How, how in the world is it going to turn into a close game? Did you guys look at it at all like that?
1: Uh, the way that I would, you'd always approach it. So you knew that they w- you were getting their best shot. And what that means isn't necessarily that like, they're going to play individually better than they otherwise would. Cause like they're, I mean, you're, everyone's motivated for every game. And yeah. you know, there is a little bit of chip on your shoulder. You're going to play better, but like the coaching staff is going to have stuff specifically schemed to mess with you. Like they are 100% going to prepare for that. And, uh, that's the thing that you always kind of knew going in is that you're going to get some weird stuff and they already run on a, a, a different front than what you normally see. Like they know they run a three down front, but they have a, a hang like an overhang player, like just an edge play. I don't know what they call them, like an edge player that is a uh, Von Miller body type kind of where like he's a linebacker, but he's kind of a defensive end. Uh, and so sometimes they'll play an odd front, meaning their nose guard is head up. And then they'll play, you know, sort of like Iowa State's front looks a little bit, but then other times they'll shift that nose guard true, true to photo. to a shade and then play like a true even front. And they'll mix those in the same drive or the same personnel. So like, once they do that, the other thing that is weird is, so you're going to get multiple, you're going to get odd fronts and even fronts in back and forth. And Colin can talk about like, mm-hmm. how different and important that is to make sure that you get that right. But then the other thing is that they know that they are smaller than you. They they're going, they're always going to be smaller than Iowa, Iowa State. You know, they played Wisconsin every once in a while. So they what they do to counteract that is they move a ton, a ton slants, twists, blitzes. They drop somebody out or they delay something. Like there is so much movement and there's so much everything. So when you're going into UNI week, you know you're gonna get some weird stuff, and you know you're gonna get some stuff that is specifically designed to screw with you and always their talent isn't that much worse than you like they're not that much worse than you are their backups. Like if you can get to their if you can uh, wear down their starters, and you start getting put their backups in that's when the, the difference starts to show but like their starters are pretty damn good. So that was always that you knew you're in for a fight. You you know, get some weird stuff, and you're going to get a lot of movement from the front seven.
2: Well, let's just face it. I mean, they put guys in the NFL the last couple of years. Yeah, two offensive
1: linemen, first round draft picks. And and they've they've done a good job of developing guys. They always have strong kids.
2: They have kids that come out and play a lot of Iowa kids. So it means something to them, you know. They a lot of these kids probably wanted to go to Iowa State or Iowa, um, and didn't didn't get the opportunity. So here they are. Hey, I got to go play the school that I wanted to go to. Um, And I'm I'm sure someone wanted to go to UNI as well, but. Um, it, it's one of those things that if people want to go somewhere and they don't get to go there, they get to go play them. And that's, that's a special opportunity as well.
0: I need a pick from both you guys. If if a good I team, actually let's do the best I team. Either of you face, would they win the Mac?
1: Would they win the, the, oh, like the mid American Cup yeah, like the if Mac, they, if,
0: if they went to the Mac,
1: would they win the, what? uh, I, maybe yeah. Like the really yeah, good ones teams that we played, I think yeah. they, with the level that they ex- when, when you and I is good, the level that they execute is really, really yeah. high. Yep. The talent they have is pretty pretty Mac. I mean, mm-hmm. the Missouri Valley Conference is it's the sec way. the sts right. And it's it's because the SEC has the Big Ten, that like as a as a, a fair almost an almost equal rival. The MVC, the Missouri Valley, doesn't have a rival. Right. They are way the best, and it's yep. not close. It's South Dakota State. It's North Dakota State. It's Northern Iowa. I mean, it. They are by f- far and away the best conference, and so you're playing essentially the equivalent of a Mac or a WAC school. So like. They they I think that they would probably compete to be nor, towards the top of the Mac if they were there. The problem is is just scholarship availability. So yep. like you just the depth over the course of a season would be a problem. Like gotcha. You, one of the other reasons that you and I is tough is that you're playing them in week one. So they are as healthy and as fresh as they're gonna be. If you were to play UNI in week nine, you would kick the shit out of you and I because they were they're going to have lost a good number of starters and the backups at a power five school, especially a quality power five school that's recruited. Well, the depth there is way better than the depth just because there's 85 scholarships versus I think 60 that you can use. So like, when given the choice, if you have a guy who's, you know, like a, um, I don't know, I didn't get a scholarship, either one of them. So not bitter about that at all. But like a guy who's like a me, I'm probably not starter level, like I'm not starting tailback level, but good enough to be a back a serviceable backup anywhere. They don't have a me at you and I, they have me starting at you and I, but they don't have a me as a third stringer who can then fill in fairly adequately for everybody else. And so like your backups and your backups backups, that's where the depth starts to become a problem.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And just I mean, looking at the looking at the depth chart here, the size difference of, of- iowa state offensive line and iowa state defensive line and safeties i mean there's just a significant difference in the size of human beings obviously they have big left tackle and and penning's brother is that
1: right yeah uh, uh, trevor penning was the one that got he was the first round draft pick for the saints Saints, yep um and now his brother jared is the starting left tackle and like i would imagine he's also gonna get drafted i remember i was watching it was in the end zone last time um you and i played in ames I don't remember when that was, but I remember watching twenty twenty one Spencer Brown and Trevor Penning and being looking at both of them, being like, "Those dudes are dirty, just dirty." And then mm-hmm. turned out later that both those guys got drafted.
0: Yeah. yeah, you pay attention to Clinton when he was there. No, like, did you know he was that good? No, uh, no,
1: you don't. Not, I, you, I mean, I'm not paying to the paying attention no, to the no. offensive line. <laughs> well, know Iowa.
0: Well, why are you looking at the offensive line?
1: because you have
0: to <laughs> it's football you watch the offensive line you, that's what that's how you know what's happening you I think watch, I, I think, watch the quarterback we'll get we'll get around there. yeah we got a good depending good on day who day. you're looking at is yeah. <laughs> what you
2: see what you play is is what you watch I didn't know
0: if you're watching them in warm-ups or something no. like that no
2: um, one thing that I think will be huge for this game too is is Clayton he's oh, yeah, gone yeah. against this defense he knows how they scheme Iowa State he knows what they're going to look for he knows um, how to trick eyes on the defense. He knows how, what plays are susceptible to big plays where um in a game. You might not figure that out every time or, Hey, let's, let's, let's really hammer this three or four times. And maybe they got lucky at it one time and stopped it. But I know, Hey, this guy right here, like he's susceptible to his eyes mistreating him or anything like that. So I think that's a huge value add that we have on our, I mean, he was with them 12 months ago. Yeah. And, then.
1: and I think personally you're talking about like what they're susceptible to. I think also knows personality wise, yeah, what what can get to him like sort of, a, you know, if, if there's a guy who uh, if you start trash talking him, he starts talking back, you take him out of his game or something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah, and, and Clinton knows exactly he knows who. he knows the personality type. So like he knows if there's a guy, I don't know. I know that TJ Tampa, like, for example, is a notoriously good trash talker. If you got a guy that's like Tampa, and you can tell him be like, hey, you know, that X receiver. Like if you get talking to him, he's going to start talking back and he is going to start taking pot shots at you just because he's getting so frustrated, like chirp his ear off. Like, mm-hmm. all right. Like yeah. that is, that is sort over of an X factory thing that you can, <laughs> you get an idea on the personalities and the personnel. And I think the other thing about having Clanton around is that Farley, especially defensively Farley is stubborn enough that he's not going to change anyway. Mm-hmm. It's it's like fair and Phil part. I mean, hell, John Haycock's is similar. Like he's Haycock's not going to change the defense to for one game just to try and, screw with a coach that's going to be around there. So Clanton, knowing that you and I defense and what they're susceptible to and Farley sticking with it means that they're going to have a little bit better handle on what's going to happen. Yeah,
2: I think, I think even for coach Haycock, I mean, coach Haycock obviously does this thing, but Hey, if he knows what the thought process of that offense is, even just at another level, that's a, that's a huge advantage for that defense. And for him to say, Hey, this is what we like to do on third down. I mean, coach Haycock knows all that, but
0: any bit of information from a true insider, like he was is a huge advantage absolutely and what i was kind of getting into is when i watched like live especially from the press box or like from when i was watching from the student section if i watched the line like it would confuse me because i would take my eyes off a receiver a running back and maybe on that play i'd see a sack on one of the 10 plays i watched the line but the other nine i'm like where'd the ball go what are we doing so i go back and i'll, I'll replay it and i still need adhd brain it takes me like three replays. I'm like, where'd he like slide in? How did he get to the quarterback there? And like, mm. that's where I'll watch uh, the line matchup, but I'm really excited to see it with how recent Clint, like first game with your new team. I don't know how often that happens. Obviously you get hired from United. I Iowa State. are yeah. probably likely to have it happen, but I'm really excited to see that matchup, especially with whatever Shieldhouse brings up with it. Have you guys heard about kind of like what his philosophy, what type of offense he's going to run?
1: I'm guessing Campbell's not going to let it go too far away. Right. Because I think that's uh the the complimentary football. Like it's a thing that mm-hmm, Campbell's right. really big into. And I think the way when you have a I mean, one of the the strong position groups, if you're looking at the, the depth chart came out yesterday, two days ago, uh their tight ends and fullback groups are Easton Dean starting 6'6, 265. Gabe Burkle, backup tight end, 6'5", 260 Benjamin Brommer, who is by all appearances, uh, or by all Conversation really, really good. 6'7, 240. Stevel Klotz starting fullback, 6'4, 260. Tyler Moore backup fullback, not tight ends, which means he's going to play in different fronts and different positions, 6'5, 260. So, like, your average weight is 260 and the average height, 6'6 six, six of your tight end group. Like, those big dudes, you're not going to call away from that when that's your. So, like, you're going to be playing around with these multiple tight end fronts that yeah. we've seen for a while. So, I don't think it's going to be that different. Um, but no, I know know they have a few packages along those lines, the way they're going to get to, it might be different, but I think the fronts, the fronts, the timing, the tempo, like it's probably going to be, I don't know, similar. Those are big dudes
2: for a young quarterback inexperienced quarterback to throw to two and you're running throwing five, 10 yard outs, whatever it may be. That's, that's a good opportunity for a quarterback to get settled. And I mean, we saw Brock do that for years with Charlie and chase and Sainer and all those guys where. You know, that tight end can be a huge value asset to, to get a guy going, to get him comfortable, to get, see, see completions and see that offense start to churn.
1: Well, and if we're just you were talking about like the size difference between Northern Iowa and Iowa State. Now, granted, again, we talked about you and I, they move a ton, super aggressive. They're going to bring seven zillion pressures are going to 5,000 stunts. But you just look at like the, the size. So we just went to the tight ends, like look at the size of the offensive line. 6'6 six, six th- for, for Iowa State, 6'6, six, six, 330. Backup, 6'7, 300 Hufford, 6'5, 325. Boniface, 6'5, 310. Uh, Triber, 6'6, 325. Tyler Mills, Six nine three thirty five. That's Iowa State's offensive line. Add to the tight end group. Huge. You look at I or Northern Iowa's defensive front seven. Cordarius Bailey, who is a ninth year senior. Seventh year senior. Seven I think we, year sen- went,
2: we were we were the same year of college, we went in 2017, graduating class high school,
1: and uh he's still playing. So so good to see him playing on his feet. 6'3, 240 as a D end. And they have one big boot or one big buddy, uh Christian Boyd, who's their defense tackle, six four, three seventeen. If you look at the rest of their front seven, other D tackles six, six, two sixty relative to three thirty, smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh the other defensive end is six five, two fifty. Like a decent size. Nickel, 6'3, 200. Inside linebacker, 6'4, 230. Uh, other inside linebacker, 6'2, 220. Like the, the size difference that Iowa State has, the size advantage you have is substantial. Now it's a matter of can you execute against that? But when you're talking about like what is Shieldhouse's offense going to look like, probably pretty similar because if you're saying where's our advantage against most teams, it's the fact that we've got Sequoia trees that are going to be offensive linemen and tight ends going against other fronts.
2: Mm-hmm. I think, I think just <clears throat> trusting that young offensive line to see what these running backs are able to do good to get the quarterback settled. And, um, I mean, we've heard violence all off season, right? From that's coach right. plant like, Hey, that's a really good opportunity to go out there and be violent when you're 60 pounds heavier than another person that you're going against and, and get some double teams moving and, and see how that, uh, that stuff all works out there.
0: What did you, did you just compare Iowa State's offensive linemen to trees? That, yes. Objects that don't move? Yeah, I did. Traffic I did. cones? <laughs> Traffic cones? Well, Objects that don't move. Well, no. Just go around them. <laughs> That's not very you, nice, Have you chef. seen a
1: Sequoia in person?
0: <laughs> do, I'm enormous. Probably. Enormous. I don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what a Sequoia you would, looks like. You would... Uh, okay. Man, this is... We don't need, we don't we don't know need to sequoia, go into Sequoia, sequoia trees. I'm... Just, I'm Again, they have like a 16 foot, I have a like personal, a 16 foot
0: diameter, I have a personal goal by the end of the season to get one position group of football players nationwide mad at you. <laughs> I'm, I'm working the on thing,
2: it. The thing is, is remember you said Google, so you can just go ahead and Google yeah, this place. So oh, I know oh, what that is. Know. That's a
0: big tree. I don't even know how to spell this real quick before we get off the line was, did anything surprise you from Iowa state's depth chart? As far as where players were slotted in positions. I had a lot of people reach out to me and go Daryl Simmons and the, uh, Hufford are in the same spot. What's going on? And I know clan wants to teach everybody all five positions and play the best five guys. So that doesn't necessarily mean that they're gonna both play uh left guard. All- yeah.
2: I, I think the biggest thing for me is is Coach Campbell, Coach Clayton, they're gonna put the best guys out there. The that is a big tree. That, you're pizza. right. They're gonna put the best guys out there in the best position for themselves and for the team ultimately. So um we'll see who trots out there or where they trot out there on Saturday. Um, you know, depth charts are depth charts and uh, you can play as many games as you want with them, but uh, depth charts don't win you games. So uh, I think that, I think we should uh, cool, cool the horses maybe a little bit on that and just see kind of uh, where everything shakes out when, uh, when Saturday comes at one o'clock and who runs out there with the one offensive line. But it wouldn't surprise me if you see some stuff that maybe,
0: maybe you wouldn't expect or, um, see some guys moving around for sure. Absolutely. Uh, and then one last thing on the offense, um, and we kind of discussed this last week, Jeff, after the show, but Greg Gaines not on the depth chart.
1: Yeah, that was a little, I mean, it's a little surprising, but at the same time, there's you, the, the, or count here is pretty substantial. Um, I think with this first week, you're going to, especially because it's you and I, you're, you're going to want to get off to a decent start not like you're trying to throw your throw the kitchen sink at somebody like you're trying to execute if you can get up 10 three or 14 zero or something like that you're going to see a lot of guys play because it's one thing to play in spring ball and it's one thing to play during fall camp and it's one thing to play when you're down by t down to tcu by 50 points it's one thing in games that don't matter it's another thing when there's some amount of pressure on what's happening, which I think that's a thing that Campbell rolls the dice. I don't want to say rolls the dice of, is calculated rolling of the dice more than most other coaches is there will be times like defensively, like I remember last year, or, or a couple of years ago, you have like, it's uh, the middle of the fourth quarter, you're playing, I don't know, fill in the blank Baylor, and they're driving, and they're inside the red zone. And Kendall Jackson is out there at will linebacker instead of, you know, whoever the actual starter is, and you have someone else that you have like miles Mendezoon at playing linebacker instead of Orion Vance. And it's just because they're going to rotate. Like we need, they're going to put guys in pressure situations a lot more frequently. So when I was playing like your five offensive lineman or your five offensive lineman until it's like 28 points and it's three minutes to go in the fourth quarter and the game doesn't matter anymore. You feel that the game doesn't matter anymore. You can play really loose. You want to see what guys can do when they're act when stuff actually matters and so i think it's really easy uh with skill position players like running backs and wide receivers to get 15 guys snaps it's harder with the offensive line to do that but he's i still would expect like if you just look at the snap list in the first half of saturday's game i bet the snap list is probably 25 guys of who's going to get snaps between running backs wide receivers tight ends and then multiple. I bet eight to ten offensive linemen play at some point in the first half so like it's gonna be uh uh don't get too married to this depth chart like colin was saying and also expect to see a lot of guys like have a program ready being like who's number uh six oh 16 sam jackson got it okay like be ready for that because yeah, there's go gonna be a up, lot of guys that pick play. up your
0: roster especially if you're a person that likes to zero in on one player and watch one guy or something like that so you can at least learn a little bit about them.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think that that we'll see guys play, and and let's be honest here, Jeff. We can we can both admit like that first game of the year, there's a little more excitement. Oh, you know yeah. I mean, there's, there's oh, excitement yeah. for every game, but like you've been hitting your teammates for eight months now, you're 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 ready to go hit somebody else, and and the I adrenaline
1: mean, hit that Jack Trice gives is different than anything.
0: Yeah, and there's sixty thousand people. Same with smoke on the water, because I'm not. <laughs> Smoke on the water, man. That is so that is like the I liked it when I was a kid. I think now like I'll admit it was kind of cringy. Yeah. But uh, I mean, you're
1: all I mean, you're you're amped regardless. Like it doesn't really matter. Like you're still at like you're at, like a nine. You got 60, already people yelling Straight at you as as you're, at you're running this,
2: into a football the, stadium. S- the
1: smoke is there. So like it doesn't really matter yeah. what the sound is for your experience to get like amped, but it could be a little better if it wasn't uh a slow tempoed rock song from 1965.
2: And there's also music going in the locker room before. So that's going to probably be what gets most people's, you know, juices rolling and everyone ready to go in the mindset like, Hey, we're about to go play football and uh, we're about to go win a game here.
0: Absolutely, we gotta. We had to. We'll have to see what the entrance you, song ends up being because there's gonna be people arguing about it. Luckily, you
1: guys. I mean, you got you only came out of the tunnel. We had to go. <laughs> we came straight out where from where the band is, and like would come from the the Olson building for the first few years. And the, yeah, you guys would walk through the bottom of it, right? Right. So you go down the stairs from like where the if you've been in we're like the little hall, the Cyclone Hall of Fame. Yeah. Excuse me, isn't the Jacobson building? And you go down the stairs, and then you come out directly from the north end zone and they it's centered and you know what else is centered in the north end zone goal post A goal post so you can completely obscuring your line of sight yeah, by putting spoke, smoke yeah. on there so i would always like push my way to the outside and just run as far to the left or right as I possibly could until I got to the goalpost, and then you come back around. Because I remember it was the year before I got there, there was just this huge pileup as people running out because you couldn't freaking see it. So you, I think somebody just smoked a goalpost Ooh. and they back up into somebody else, and there's like a traffic jam. So yeah, luckily. Gonna find
0: the film on that. Get, one. get yeah. all amped up. That'd be an interesting <laughs> one. I'd
1: certainly be. Uh, uh, it's nice to not have to worry about that. I'll just say yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I can understand that.
0: Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what they. I think. Chris said he didn't remember what song they were supposed to do. I think it was supposed to be fireman by Lil Wayne, which would make sense. Cause there's sirens, fire, there. sirens and, and sirens and sirens, fire, fire, big fire sticks. The little, his little links that wasn't approved. Um, not that it got denied, but I don't know if it got approved for we'll Saturday, see. so we'll see. We'll
1: see one other thing about the offensive line. I love the fact that the center is named Jim. Like that is the most <laughs> offensive line thing. It's not James. It's Jim uh-huh. and it's Boniface,
0: right? Yeah because it looks like it should be Benefus. It's Boniface. I know. Yes. Did you play
1: with Jim? Yeah, I did. Is, I did. His, is he very much, is he a Jim? Like a very offensive line guy? Like uh, hunting, cool hunt fishing, drink bush light. I like Jim, he's a good dude.
0: Yeah. Collins being the offensive line
1: guy you're describing right now. Yeah, I mean that's every <laughs> offensive lineman.
2: No, he's Jim. Jim's an awesome guy for sure. <laughs> like a dude's love, dude. yeah, good. That. He's a good, good dude.
0: Uh, on the defensive side, uh, we've heard a ton about Jack Sadowski. I thought it was very interesting. We got him without an or next to his name.
1: Uh, and the guy who he took over was a transfer from Mizzou, like a, a starter at Mizzou transfers up to Iowa state, sort of with the expectation that he's going to he play a pretty
0: highly touted recruit before Mizzou too. And
1: Sadowski as a true freshman comes and takes a spot. And I think one of the things that like, uh, Every if you come in the right with the right attitude, and I don't call and you probably had the same thing is like, "F you play me, like, I'm going to make it so hard for you to not put me on the field, that if you elect to not put me on the field, the entire team is going to question your sanity. Like, that's the kind of way that you go about it. And it, I'm guessing because he did start in front of a guy who they were expecting to come in and start. That's just the way that he played. It's like everybody on the team knows like, all right, that dude that dude deserves to be on the field
2: it's kind of crazy you look at his size too as a true freshman 6'2 245 that's a that's a big boy it's a big dude that's, that's bigger big than boy. any
1: and I linebackers that are
2: juniors and seniors and as a freshman he's ready to roll and um i mean you, you gotta you gotta have that mass in the big 12 and, and any college football especially just at, to be mike,
1: able to, at mike in this defense
2: to be, able to, to be able to handle the the force that you're gonna take and the hits that you're gonna you're gonna run through so um it's good to see that he's got some size on him and um Really excited to see what he can go out there and do and
0: uh, have big first game as freshman. So for both of you guys, aside from just doing their jobs, getting a fast start in this game, and maybe something unique, what is the key for Iowa State to making this a blowout and making this a game where you get those rotational pieces in as opposed to what we've kind of seen in the last, I don't know, six of the last eight UNI games or something like that have been relatively close. I think it's not... You know, like they're you know they're going to come out and throw a big first punch. You know
2: they're going to come out and and they're going to throw Theo day, the
0: day is getting a fifty yard pass on his first drive.
2: He, I'll go, not 50, I mean, I'll may, go twenty five. I'm I, like they're going to come out and bring everything they yeah. got. You know, this is this is a big instant game, and um, it, it's just really important that hey, we weather those punches, and you know, we throw a couple back ourselves, and and have some big plays. I think that uh, nothing would be more cool to see than Coach Chillhouse coming out here and having a couple big plays dialed up and. Um, really just break this thing open and just, you know, say, Hey, yeah, we are Iowa state and you are, you and I like, let's, let's treat it how it is. And let's take care of business right from the start.
1: Well, I, the thing that I would say when you're playing Northern Iowa too, is, uh, you will, they will never stay on the map. Like that's the thing that you can, you can 100% count on from a Northern Iowa team. And so even if you get up 10 to three, or 10 to zero, or they throw an interception, you drive it down for a touchdown, like in a UFC fight, like they're, you know, like a, like a Nate Diaz, like back in the day, where like his eyes are exploded, he's bleeding everywhere. And he's still the aggressor in the fight. Like that's the, he might, they might lose and he might get, you know, significant strikes. He might get knocked down. He might lose every single round, 10 to eight, but he's going to still be the aggressor. He's going to come back up no matter how much he's bleeding. Like that's the way that Northern Iowa plays. So you can't, go into this game thinking that like, if we flex our muscles and we get up 14 to nothing, or we, you know, run it down their throat or whatever, that they're just going to roll over and die, like mm-hmm. that ain't gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So what's what's going to need to happen? Uh, I mean, not, not necessarily crude metaphor, but like, beat them till they're knocked out, like, to the point where if you have a 21 to three lead, cool. Get it twenty eight to three. Like, don't relax until you until they have put their subs in, or the game is so far out of hand that it doesn't matter. Because if you relax for one second, instantly they're they're gonna come. They're I mean, tough. They're skilled. They're athletic. They're whatever. So like, it is not a thing that you can just let up. And that's the thing with Northern Iowa is that uh, a lot of times you get in these games. Like last year with Semo, Semo is expecting to lose that game by a substantial amount. So you get up by twenty one or whatever it is, and they're like, eh, this cool opportunity. God, God yeah. we had
2: 6,000.
1: Yeah. That's not Northern Iowa. So like you're, you get up 14, 21 points, whatever it is, they're going to come back. Like be aggressive until they are knocked out on the floor. And that's when you can actually start to relax a little bit.
2: And I think uh, just to point off that is like, Hey, some big plays and, and doing some big things like that confidence for some of these guys like being able to, Hey, we're running the ball. This offensive line. is just taking care of business. Hey, this quarterback, he's a real deal. Hey, this defense, you know, we're, we're filling in some of these spots where we're, we get, we're a little bit younger and they're making big plays. I think if we can just get some confidence going, some juice going, um, it's a huge opportunity for us to go out there and just take care of business. I would also
1: say another thing to make sure that you, in order to win this game, uh, you know, to win it as comfortably as you would, as you'd want to. And I don't think this is, I wouldn't expect like a blowout blowout, but like, 30 to 14 type thing. And if you can, what you need to do, what Iowa State needs to do to handle Northern Iowa is you have to be able to mind your P's and Q's because the thing that you and I is going to do, whether it's offensively or defensively, is they are going to stress test your discipline. Like your, your communication on the offensive line. We already talked about how much they move and slant and stuff like that. If your communication, on the offensive line isn't good and you can't pass off a twist or you can't, There's a, there's a whole line slant. They're going to, there's going to be a looping blitzer that comes in, whatever. If you can't pass it off and communicate it, you're going to get a TFL on a second down. And now you're third and 14. And now they're going to tease somebody off to go get the quarterback. And all of a sudden you went three and out and you didn't expect to go three and out because you just, your discipline was bad on second down. So like that, you have to mind your P's and Q's. You have to communicate. You have to hand. I mean, the, the base discipline stuff, if that's good, Iowa State wins this comfortably. If they're not quite there yet because it's new coaching staff or new players or they haven't meshed together, whether it's offensive line, defensive line, communicate, whatever, the communication and your discipline as a team gets tested hard against Northern Iowa.
2: Efficiency. It's I all I think efficiency. if we can yeah. go be efficient and stay stay in front of the sticks and um, not have that situation where are getting TFLs and we're on third and 13s, third and
0: 12s, anything like that, I think we'll uh, we'll be pretty happy. All right, well, I got three random things we can talk about. It's uniform steel jants and chirping. So you pick one, Jeff. Uh st-
1: anytime you can talk about steel jants. I want your steel best jance.
0: steel jance story.
1: Did I not talk about the the first time or like the, the steel jance and the pickup truck story? You might have on because I've listened to every part so, episode, but I don't remember this specific. Is, this isn't a my steel jance story. This is a somebody else. This is Ethan Tufty who is a guard. Um first Steele didn't have a car in Iowa and so he was he would always get a hitch a ride with somebody uh, and they Ethan and Steele lived near each other not in the same apartment complex but near enough that like Ethan could just drop him off on his way home so Steele's like hey can I get a ride and it's it tough he's like yeah sure whatever and he was moving uh, a like a a rocking not a rocking chair like a like a lazy boy for somebody in the bed of his pickup and steel instead of getting in the cab just goes and sits in the recliner in the bed of the pickup. <laughs> and I think he's just only going to like, what's the place over by um, the golf course? Uh, just, just, I mean, on that apartment by the vet, by the veterinary building, a uh, cold by cold water, like whatever those apartment whatever that apartment complex, that's where that, he was living. Complex, yeah. yeah, that complex, he was it's living, like there, so it's ridge, not far. Fair Ridge or something, not far. So, I mean, yeah. anyway, sitting in the back, apparently this is what Tufty said is apparently there was, so it was one of those recliners where like the arm rest lifted up that you could store something in there, like a TV remote or whatever. Yeah. And there's apparently just a whiskey bottle that was in there and it had ma- less than a fifth, but like enough in there. And apparently, <laughs> apparently between the facility and the apartment complex, steel sitting back there, it was full at the football facility. It was empty at the apartment complex. <laughs> so steel, steel jants would have been. In a the bed of a pickup, sitting in a, a lazy boy, I'm gonna ask you finishing off whiskey in less than three to five minutes.
0: You think it's three to five from there to that? Oh, that's there. pretty quick. Oh yeah, it's, that's, that's quick. quick. It's literally, I mean, it's the apartment Maybe, complex yeah, by Coldwater. Yeah, yeah, so that, that ain't go, far. Yeah. So
1: that I mean, I, it might be apocryphal because uh, Tufty's uh, an exaggerated narrator sometimes, like just telling a good story. But like that sounds pretty on brand. I mean, either way, it's a good story. It's not. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's accurate enough,
0: and. I uh, like he's he's one of my favorite players to watch of all time. So yeah, oh good steal steal for Heisman. Oh yeah, they, they, it. there's three. It was, there was the first three weeks. I was convinced. Oh,
1: everyone was on <laughs> uh, from play alone. Steel uh, the yukon game. There were, we attempted four passes. Steel threw three interceptions in those first four passes, and then from the remaining part of the game, I think he had like three incompletions. Like, the, it, come on, man, they're just. To even it out a little bit, buddy.
0: <laughs> let's yeah, throw them out throughout the game. Let's not dig ourselves that
1: much of a hole. The but Texas hey, thanks a- for cleaning it up. The
0: Texas AM game, the last time they came to Ames, Steele threw over Josh Lenz's head on a three-yard slant and threw an interception. Well, there was also And then that, came back. He was solid the rest of the game. They were still in it through the fourth quarter. It's just like, what are you doing? How does he go phys- from here to there?
1: Physical is absolute freak. I mean, he would lift with the wide receivers, like he, he would, was a big dude, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. And yeah. he was he was every bit at like six two, six three,
0: and like fast freak freak athlete yeah we'll get into uniforms next week i I do want to hear the best chirp you guys ever heard on the field whether it was directed at you or someone else Ooh.
1: i mean there's a there's a lot my last name is woody there's a lot
0: it feels like you got a lot that weren't very clever though
1: yeah there's a lot that aren't very clever the the ones you get a ton from the drunks in the stands there's where's buzz that happened a lot. Uh Woody's got a Woody. That's another one that happened every single location. Um I there wasn't a ton that it was super creative. I got called uh I mean I got called White Boy a ton.
0: Just I mean that Did you kind ever of- get milk called? I-, I was watching busting with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with uh was it Josh Allen? I think we yeah, were talking about and it. content couldn't the uh, fact that he kept having to ask what that meant. <laughs> so I know I, I never you I want, never got yeah. I
1: never got that the worst trash talk was it was uh Baylor when they it was one of the we, one of the years, years? one no one of the it was during the Art Briles years because okay. we only played him during the Art Briles years and it was during the the investigation I mean it was post the guys that were on the defense were some of the ones that were involved in that which was you know again awful uh and there was a guy I was the backside like a, a nub tight end like fullback position and we were running a, a zone play to that side so it was my job just outside defender whoever the e-gap player is is just walk him to the sideline and it's a corner he's like a buck 85 just get a hands in his chest plate like it's into the boundary he was on the sideline and he was like is that all you got and I was like you're on the bench man <laughs> this is not exactly the moment to try and trash talk that when is, i've walked you 15 <laughs> yards away that's always the best when you hear like the guy
2: like not in Jersey or in Jersey, but like on the sideline, no pads or anything like that. And he's like the one that's
1: chirping the most. Oh, yeah. Like, oh nice. <laughs> nice. Good job, buddy. Good job, buddy. You really earned that.
2: Uh, I would say the uh Louisiana game um in 2020, the first game of the season there, COVID year, dead quiet stadium, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And they had some big defensive linemen and uh I don't even remember, it was hot day, and like all of us big dudes from Iowa are on the offensive line, like Y'all, a bunch of fat white boys out here. <laughs> and we're like all breathing heavy. And like, they're, they're, think it's cold out here because they're coming up from Louisiana practices. And we're out here like freaking dying and trying to stay alive and get our water and stuff. And it's total opposite
0: effect of what Texas comes up here in November like.
2: Oh, I, well, the uh, complete opposite. Yeah. And, uh, he, he said a couple more things, but man, oh, man, that was one of the times where like we all just looked at each other. We're all like trying to catch our breath and like, Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're 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 right. right. (laughs) You're correct.
0: (laughs) You're not wrong, but uh, yeah, that was was, was a good one. Awesome. I think we're good. Get everything off your chest this week. Yeah, I mean,
1: the only thing is like, as far as expectation setting for the fans, when you're watching this game on Saturday, um, things to either not get worked up on or whatever is... Northern I was going to throw some weird stuff, especially early. So if the game starts out and it's zero zero for the whole first quarter, don't be like, our offense
0: stinks. Like, d- don't do that because those are just fans that don't learn from repetition. We've seen plenty of games like that. <laughs> right?
1: And everything's new. Uh, so you have to get a feel for the play call. I mean, the play call is going to be fine. I think Campbell's going to have enough of a hand in that to make sure that she'll have comfortable with it. There's going to be. Enough offense. The offensive line is going to be prepped. I think they're going to ha- they're going to have an idea what's going to go on. But you and I's going to throw some weird stuff. Like no matter how much Clanton may know, they're going to throw some weird stuff. You can do a zillion different things. And so the game might start slowly on the offense. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Just notice what is successful and what isn't successful. What was was it outside runs or inside runs or it looks like we're moving the line of scrimmage but not quite seeing it or whatever. Like there might be a slow start and that's okay. I think the other thing would be uh, the the professor's gambit. We always, we, I mean, Jared and I would talk about it every single game is you don't know how the opposing offense is going to attack this defense because they, Theo Day hasn't played Iowa State. So how are they going to call against this defense? Generally, haycock calls it pretty vanilla for the first two or three drives is not going to call blitzes, not going to call pressures we're not going to fade or or try and choke anything off we're not going to try and push anybody or pressure not just going to how are you going to come at us what are the things that you want to do oh, okay you want to access the c gap we're going to take away the c gap now what else you got it's the belichick school of thought of what do you want to do and i'm going to take away that thing if you can beat me with your b game you can beat me but you're not going to beat me with your a game and they just for the first two or three drives Haycock will just let them show what is your a game? What do you want to do in this game against this front? So the game might start. If you pair both of those things, it might be a slightly slow offensive start because you're still figuring things out. It also might not be who knows, but like might be a slow offensive start and the defense might be give up a a few good drives for Northern Iowa because they're going to play at vanilla. They don't know how they're going to be attacking it. But as the game goes on, the offense is likely to figure it out a little bit better. And the defense is going to then identify what your thing you want to do and take that away. And then from that point, game on. So like first quarter, if it ain't as good as you want it to be, like, keep the boo birds in your pocket, for sure. And just expectations wise, that's I'm going in thinking that the first quarter is going to be like seven to three in either direction. And then the second quarter, by the time second quarter is done. Iowa State's pulled up to a little bit like a slight lead third quarter, fourth quarter starts to pull away because they've identified what you and I wants to do. So it might be like tight through the third quarter through third, th- whatever. By the time fourth quarter comes around, it's like, Oh, this game's 28 to 10. How'd that happen? Like that's you We're nominating. Of, yeah, that's sort of what it feels like is what I'm expecting to have happen is the first 20 minutes of the game is going to be a little bit rough, a little bit feel everybody out. And then from that point, it kind of stretches out.
2: Yeah, I think I think that's pretty accurate. I think that the physicality is going to be a huge, huge aspect. I mean, just the size of these guys and, you know, if the offensive line is bringing physicality to practice every day, then everyone else is going to too. So we can tee off on them a little bit
1: and uh, should be a fun one. And, and we talked about depth, how Iowa State's depth is better than and I's depth. It's gonna be 95 on Saturday, Mm -hmm. like the at a certain point there's going to be whether it's offensive line for you and I's offensive We're gonna line getting cramping. tired We're gonna you're going to see, see you're going to see all cramping you're going to see guys getting just exhausted because mm-hmm. it's hot and they are tired sun's like it. suns that i mean it is going to happen and so you the backups for Iowa State are going to come in whether not even i mean you're going to rotate that that'll gonna, be well that'll be good rotate. either
0: way with how many new players you have the young guys and it feels like that 2023 class There's six really impact players that could get some time on Saturday that that'd be really big for them. And having that solid two deep is massive in the big 12. Right, and you and I
1: being shallower in depth generally than Iowa State is, that's where that third and fourth quarter comes in where your starting nose guard has calf cramps, your backup nose guard is then the quote starter, and then his backup are rotating back and forth. So you're going against a third string defensive lineman in the middle of the third quarter in a 95 degree weather against a team that's bigger, deeper, stronger, and faster than you. So again, I think start slow over the course of time. The, the Iowa state size and depth should hopefully spread this game out. So that's what I'm expecting is this game to be close early and spread out as the game goes on.
0: I'm in the uh, wild Rose, uh, bet rivers betting contest this year. So my first bet will be over for the third quarter on Saturday. And then Iowa state under in the first half, under, under, under in the first under half. In the first. Half. Over in the third quarter, and Iowa State minus six and a half. I take that. Okay, so we'll parlay all of those and hope for the best. Sure. All right. <laughs> I'd put a hundred on it right off the bat. Oh. Okay. Start okay. I don't know how much money I start with, so don't <laughs> count me on that. But uh, we'll see how we'll see how it goes through the season. I'm excited. Well, oh, Godspeed, soldier. Yeah. Right. It's not my money I'm betting with, but I do get to keep it if I win. There you go. So I'm excited for that. All right. It's game week. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Appreciate you listening. Um, Go listen to all our other stuff and follow our coverage all week, uh, and we'll see you on Saturday. Beat you and I.